0: Hello, and welcome to Market Matters, Thomson Hines podcast series that explores critical legal and regulatory issues affecting the investment management industry. I'm Mike Weibel, a partner in Thomson Hines Investment Management Group. Today's topic is the regulatory outlook under the Trump administration. Executive orders and presidential memoranda came fast and furious the first two weeks of the new administration, with President Trump promising to scale back what he views as overly burdensome financial rules adopted under the previous administration. The president primarily focused on three areas: reevaluation of the Department of Labor's fiduciary duty rule, rollback of rules under the Dodd-Frank Act, and reducing regulation and controlling regulatory costs. On February 3rd, President Trump signed a presidential memorandum directing the Department of Labor to examine the fiduciary rule to determine whether it adversely affects the ability of Americans to gain access to retirement information and financial advice. As part of the review. The Department of Labor has been directed to consider three things. First, whether the fiduciary rule harms or is likely to harm investors by reducing their access to retirement savings products, information, and advice. Second, whether the rule will result in dislocations or disruptions in the retirement services industry that may adversely affect investors or retirees. And finally, whether the fiduciary rule is likely to cause an increase in litigation and an increase in the prices that investors and retirees must pay to gain access to retirement services. If the DOL makes an affirmative finding with respect to any of these considerations, or if the Department concludes the rule is inconsistent with the administration's priorities to empower Americans to make their own financial decisions, save for retirement, build individual wealth, and withstand unexpected emergencies, then the Department is directed to publish for notice and comment a proposed rule rescinding or revising the fiduciary rule. Because the fiduciary rule expressly permits class action lawsuits alleging violations of the rule has caused many brokers and advisors to eliminate commission-based accounts for retirement investors and has led to the restructuring of share class offerings in many mutual fund families. It's likely that the department will make an affirmative finding. But to what effect? With the April implementation date looming, many brokerage firms have already unveiled changes to their account offerings to comply with the rule. After spending millions of dollars and countless hours developing the changes, and after explaining to clients how they will benefit from those changes, most major brokerage firms have indicated that they will continue with their plans regardless of the fate of the rule. Likewise, mutual funds are likely to continue with new share classes developed to comply with the rule. So-called T-shares and clean shares Increase transparency and reduce fees. This is beneficial to mutual funds trying to compete with low cost ETFs. What do we anticipate the DOL doing? Delay of the April 10th applicability date is nearly certain. On February 9th, the DOL filed with the Office of Management and Budget paperwork to begin the process for proposing a delay. A formal order to delay the applicability date is not expected for several weeks. Repeal of the rule is unlikely. Publicity around the higher standard of care required by the rule has been effective, making repeal politically risky. The most likely scenario is a scale back of some of the more onerous compliance obligations and an elimination of the private right of action, which allows for class action lawsuits. Also on February 3rd, President Trump signed a second executive order, this one addressing core principles for regulating the U.S. financial system. The order directs the Treasury Department to consult with member agencies of the Financial Stability Oversight Council and report whether existing laws and regulations promote the core principles outlined in the executive order and propose actions to support those core principles. The report is due in June of 2017. This executive order is widely viewed as the beginning of the attempt to roll back Dodd-Frank. The Treasury is likely to get an assist from Republicans in Congress. The House Financial Services Committee is considering revisions to the Financial Choice Act, which the committee previously approved in September of 2016. The Financial Choice Act does not entirely repeal the Dodd Frank Act, but would repeal the Volcker Rule, reduce the authority of the Financial Stability Oversight Council, restructure the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and require proxy advisory firms to register with the SEC. Media reports indicate that the Financial Choice Act also will attempt to restrict SEC enforcement actions by, among other things, prohibiting SEC rulemaking by enforcement, allowing respondents to remove proceedings from the SEC's in-house court, and prohibiting co-conspirators from receiving an award from the SEC's whistleblower program. Finally, the President also issued an executive order on reducing regulation and controlling regulatory costs. This order, which was issued on January 30th, imposes a cap on new regulation for 2017. Under the cap, whenever an executive branch agency or department promulgates a new regulation, it must identify at least two existing regulations to be repealed. In addition, for fiscal year 2017, the total incremental costs of all new regulations, including repealed regulations, are required to be no greater than zero unless otherwise required by law or as permitted by the Director of the Office of Management and Budget. The executive order does not apply to independent agencies such as the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. However, that may not matter. The SEC currently consists of only two out of five possible commissioners, Republican Michael Pior, the Acting Chairman, and Democrat Kara Stein. It is unclear when the vacant positions will be filled, and a hearing before the Senate Banking Committee to consider the nomination of Jay Clayton, the Trump administration's pick to head the commission, has not yet been scheduled. Until vacant positions are filled, any action by the commission must be unanimously approved by both members. Consequently, it's widely assumed that rulemaking will come to a halt until Mr. Clayton is confirmed. Once confirmed, Mr. Clayton, a corporate lawyer specializing in securities transactions, is expected to shift the SEC's focus away from rulemaking and enforcement and more towards helping firms raise capital. President Trump ran for president on the promise to roll back regulation, which he asserted is stifling American business. He got off to a fast, if uncertain, start. The success of his efforts will depend, in part, on the willingness of the administration to solicit input from industry participants and other stakeholders, its ability to effectively staff executive branch agencies, and its desire to work with congressional committees to craft legislation. Thank you for listening to Market Matters. I hope you found the information shared during today's program valuable. If you would like to learn more about today's topic or Thomson Hines' Investment Management Group, please visit ThomsonHine.com or contact a member of our team directly. With approximately 400 lawyers in seven offices, Thomson Hine is a full-service business law firm recognized for innovation and in client service. Our smart path approach provides clients with service that is predictable, efficient, and aligned with their goals.